0: to go live, says YouTube. Oh, oh shoot, that's too far. Oh. Okay, is this going to... Oh, I think we're live. I think we're live. Hooray. Welcome to the WAN show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are ready for a fantastic New Year's show today. That's right, it is the 1st of January because, um, well, Luke and I, quite honestly, are pretty boring people. I'm making some assumptions about Luke, but I did no, not... You're, you're on it. I... I heard a bunch of noise outside and I was like, "Hey, hun, what what is that?" And Yvonne's like, "Fireworks. It's midnight." And I was like,
1: "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. What would you I get up to? The, uh, I had the the sliding door open because it, wow. it was a little warm, so I was I was letting it I was letting the house cool down a little bit. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then the fireworks went off, so as the old person that I am, I close the door as to not bother the bird that was my uh new year's experience nice nice <laughs> i like it you know what i was supposed to eat the fancy uh the fancy
0: ice cream that dennis got for me and yvonne for christmas we were gonna oh, watch a movie and um well unfortunately the plan was to watch wonder woman 1984 and according to the carpool critics anyway it's like eh.
1: so Uh-oh. yeah Oh, that sucks
0: Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I, so I'm not sure that I'm going to bother. She's made it about a third of the way through. What do you think of Wonder Woman so far? Uh, it's she says, it's okay. So yeah, all right. Sounds about right. Uh, we've got a bunch of great topics for you guys today. Two foldable iPhone prototypes have reportedly passed internal durability tests at Apple. How freaking sick would that be? In other news, uh, Shroud apparently watches um, LTT videos on stream on a fairly yeah. regular basis. Okay, yeah. I didn't know this. So I had the We've experience... talked about this on
1: WAN before.
0: Well, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, so I had the experience today of watching someone watch me, which is real surreal. And what I've decided is that later on during the WAN show, since... Um, Shroud didn't ask my permission to show my videos on stream. Without asking his permission, I'm going to show his video of him watching my video on my stream, and we're going to see how far we can take this. Okay, so there you go. That's my two topics for today.
1: Inception, I like it. What else we got? uh the the artificial sun rises in the east i'm going to give you no further details that's just we're leaving it at that um also a major hedge fund advises intel to outsource cpu manufacturing which um is quite spicy yeah why don't we why
0: don't we why don't we talk about why don't we talk about that but only after the intro Show is brought to you today by oh balls i forget um someone for sure though Seasonic, sonic redux and kernel care plus oh, that's right uh oh shoot that means i set up totally the wrong uh lower thirds for later that's okay i uh, we will sort that out later okay oh no i said there was gonna i said there was something that i was gonna like save for the show didn't i did I give you uh, any context for it whatsoever?
1: Oh, no. I don't think so. Oh, what were we talking about? It wasn't. Uh, we were talking about development stuff. Development stuff. Oh, I was talking to you about flow plane stuff. Crap.
0: Uh, all right. Well, it was pretty cool to be in Mr. Beast Rewind today. So that's one thing oh, that cool. kind of flashed through my brain while we were talking about that but that was not the thing that i wanted to talk about that's okay why don't we jump right into two iphone prototypes allegedly allegedly passing internal durability tests at apple this is pretty freaking exciting so this is according to taiwanese website economic daily news and it, according to them, tests of an Apple-designed folding hinge system for two different iPhones were reportedly recently completed
1: at the Foxconn factory in Shenzhen, China. What Do you think that would mean, if it's two different iPhones, do you think that would mean the high-end, low-end of their entire next launch? No, I think
0: that would be two different sizes of probably a completely new, utterly unique SKU. Hmm, interesting, okay. And that would be something that even i don't know even two years ago i probably wouldn't have predicted but if you look at apple's trend over the last three to five years i mean do you remember when the iphone was the iphone and apple's silly branding where they don't call it an iphone or the iphone they just call it iphone do you remember when that actually made sense because there was only one iphone well that's been dead forever like their current lineup let's let's pull this up let's Let's pull this up, ladies and gentlemen. Apple. The apple.com, okay? Wait, yes, it was something I was gonna screen share. Okay, where is it? Maybe it was the shroud thing. Okay, it doesn't matter. The point is, let's pull up Apple.com. So under iPhone, you've got iPhone 12 Pro, two different sizes. iPhone 12, two different sizes. iPhone SE iPhone 11, iPhone 10R, and then you've got this this compare feature so you've got a you've got a compare feature because there's so many iPhones you need a feature specifically to figure out you know which how much iPhone is enough for you and to be clear I'm not saying that it's a you know a terrible idea or anything to have you know lots of lots of iPhones available for your customers I'm just saying that that wasn't Apple's traditional approach with the iPhone. The idea was that when you bought an iPhone, you were getting this this curated, this validated experience. Um, Wait, it was something to do with the Model Y video, I think. Ah, it doesn't matter. Fine, I'm over it. I'm over it. Um, So what's happening then is that from like uh from whether it's from a developer perspective or a user perspective the iphone is changing currently you can get iphones with all kinds of different sizes all kinds of different capabilities i mean it wasn't that long ago that you could still get actually no you can still get an iphone with a touch uh touch id home button like that is that is a fundamentally very different experience compared to the current paradigm which is motion and or excuse me motion gesture control and using face id so 2 3 years ago i would have said no there's no way that apple that that if there's that if there's no way they're going to bring out like a completely separate model of folding iphone now i'm looking at it going there's no way that they don't because Apple, if anything, has shown themselves to be extremely conservative about forcing their users to change, unless they've offered a compelling upgrade option. So, for example, the iPhone SE, still kicking around for people who want Touch ID and who want a physical button. iPhone 12 mini is something that they finally brought out to address the need for, from users for a smaller, one-handable iPhone and they're very tactical about the way that they do these things. They will they will wait 3 to 4 years, which they know is a reasonable upgrade cycle for like a non-enthusiast, and then they'll go, "Okay, have we managed to get these guys to upgrade?" No? All right. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's continue let's continue to support this segment of our customer base. So there's no way that they're just going to bring in a folding iPhone and replace the iPhone Pro. I I don't I don't buy it. But then again, I would have also said there's no way they're just going to completely remove Touch ID and say, "Okay, it has to be Face ID. If you want high end, you want a new iPhone, you want a high end iPhone, that's it. You're done. You're out." So, I kind of talked myself out of it. Maybe maybe the iPhone folding iPhone fold or whatever they end up calling it. They definitely won't call it that because galaxy fold, they got to come up with a new name. Uh, so maybe yeah. the, yeah, maybe the iFold will replace Ooh. the high end, but
1: I, I don't know, man. It was, so, uh, yeah, I'm kind of on each side because they, they don't normally introduce a feature this big without making a sweeping change, but they have also been trending in the direction of more phones and, more large feature differences between the phones. So I I could see them going in either direction. This is a
0: great comment from Endangered Tiger over in the YouTube chat. Uh, It's totally off topic. I don't know who the hell they're talking to or what it's about. (laughs) The comment is, a 3DS would be more reliable, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. (laughs) But what I liked about the comment is it made me think of the Nintendo DS. So Nintendo is one of those companies like Apple where they will go out And they will have a great product and, or I don't know, maybe like Apple was. Um, They're they're the kind of company that will go out. They'll have a great product in the market. It's selling awesome. Developers love it. Gamers love it. And they will completely get rid of it and take everything that people loved about it and reinvent it, sometimes with great success, like with the Wii, and other times with not as much success, like the Virtual Boy. I think is probably, you know, the biggest failure that I can think of in Nintendo's history where they took something that was working well and just completely broke it, uh, but in like a bad way. And, you know, that made me think, I mean, if Nintendo has the the chutzpah to go, hey, that single screen gaming experience, we're going to we're going to flip it, flip it on its ear. Uh, We're going to put we're going to put two screens. Um, Maybe Apple, maybe Apple has the stones, too. Maybe they do.
1: I, I mean they have the money um, like that that's one thing with Nintendo is like every single time they do one of these big crazy Yolo moves which they do very often yeah um, if it goes really poorly not only does their their management kind of absorb the failure but they have the money in the bank to have that decision be a problem and be able to continue moving forward um, Apple and doesn't Apple's seem to play definitely that... in the same position they don't seem to play that game though like apple doesn't even acknowledge oh, yeah, no, mistakes
0: yeah. like they that's part of their Not image as a yeah company. do you
1: remember the the antenna problems and stuff like yeah. you're holding the phone wrong Well, like it's it, your fault 100 i
0: mean that was way back with the iphone 4 though or 4s i think yeah. whatever yeah. i mean it's happened more recently than that you look at the trash can the trash can was a rare exception actually they did eventually once they had a product in the pipeline <laughs> they did eventually acknowledge that it was terrible. Um, and then more recently you've got the keyboards on the last couple of generations of MacBook Pros Mm, they have fixed it now in the last I think two gens it's fixed but they just kept revising the product they kept shipping them they just kept shipping them and they absorbed the cost in like their own way so they just keep selling it so they keep having the revenue but then they just like keep having people bring them back to the Apple store to replace them yeah, yeah exactly which is like bizarre to me, but it's, I mean, that's just kind of like Apple's approach. I, I don't think they have the, the humility to release something and not be sure if it's going to be a success and be yeah, willing not to just bail
1: problems, a uh, bit of a recurring theme with Apple too, um, knowingly using child labor for three years um, after saying that they were uh, using the highest standards for uh partnership integrity so i just wanted to throw that little little comment in there i don't think it's a i don't think there's a lot of details really so i don't think it's its own topic, it is in the but... doc actually oh
0: yeah we okay. can we can talk about that a little bit more later but okay sounds
1: good oh here it is yeah i didn't see yep. it my bad
0: so with okay with all that in mind i want to bet i want to bet so let's look at the current oh, okay. iphone lay uh iphone lineup okay so we've still got the uh the iphone 11 uh, the iphone se which is your 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 home button one? We've still got the 10R, which is your budget, but like kind of all the mo- the modern experience one. We've got iPhone 11. It's pretty typical for them to keep the last gen around for a while. That's not that's not a new thing. And so, really, in the new lineup, you've got the iPhone 12, which has has a more basic camera, all the same internal hardware. They're all lightning fast. Uh, so you've got the iPhone 12 in a mini and a normal size, and then you've got the Pro in a normal and a gigantic size. How does the folding iPhone, iPhones uh, probably, how does it fit into that kind of four-model new launch experience or strategy? Hit me. You have to, you have to be firm.
1: Oh, oh my Uh, I would I would I almost hmm, I'm still thinking I'm not committing to this quite yet I will give you a firm answer but I'm almost wondering if they if they do like a new device I'm almost wondering if they do like a new device type of launch thing um, where it's not it's not even an iPhone it's like an iPod style device
0: I didn't even think of that cuz that's one of Apple's th- you know what that's a, it. Yeah. that's a really good thought because one of Apple's things over the last 10 years is you don't f- with the iPhone right why mess up a good thing because iPhone revenue is so much more than just selling iPhones it's all about I mean, collecting that sweet cheddar from app developers and that sweet cheddar from iCloud subscriptions and what's it called Apple Plus or whatever their new thing is it's got like games and TV and workouts and all that crap, not to mention accessories. I mean, Apple is the king of turning the accessory purchases into standalone, like large purchases. You know, with the Apple Watch, AirPods Max, I mean, you could actually spend more on accessories to connect to your iPhone than you spent on the iPhone. It's genius. It's genius. And so, yeah,
1: and like all of those things would be different for this device. And you actually said it yourself earlier, because if they called it the, which I don't think they will, but if they called it the iFold, yeah, that's a new device. It's not an iPhone. That's true. It's not the iPhone Fold. It's an iFold. So it's somewhere in between,
0: like iPhone and iPad, yeah. and yeah. It, it wouldn't even be that weird that the that the waters are kind of muddied in that way because. The iPad already had cellular connectivity, for example, and was already capable, has already been capable for years and years, even if it doesn't have a SIM card in it, of calling through FaceTime, um, well, FaceTime, uh, (laughs) through FaceTime. So the idea that this could be just like another device, but see... That's where I run into trouble because that's also part of Apple's philosophy is that every device in their lineup exists um,
1: for a purpose. And to be used with each other. Like it, yes. would, it would be yes. very normal to have an iPhone and an iPad and an iMac and and AirPods. Um, but to yes. have an iPhone and an iFold is weird. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: So if you look at if you look at Apple's pro- like let's look at the whole product lineup here instead of just focusing on the phone. So you've got your iPhone, okay. And So yeah, there's a lot of different iPhones, but you've, you've got your iPhone, you've got your AirPods, you've got uh, what else?
1: You've got what about your iPod though. having an ipod and an iphone is a bit weird the
0: ipod is a toy that's why the ipod is separate from everything else in apple's lineup it is a it is a relic it's a holdover it's for kids it's for people who don't have a cellular plan yet it's it's a cheaper it's a cheaper iphone for people who are not ready to have a phone yet or whose parents are not ready for them to have a phone yet That's why the iPod exists. So I don't. I I don't count the iPod because it existed. It exists from so long ago that it almost has nothing to do with Apple's current strategy, and it doesn't have
1: to. Man, go to the go to the iPod page right now and check out those bezels. Uh, Dang! I can't even find the iPod page. Is that music? music? Click on music.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. iPod. iPod Touch. Oh. Oh Lordy! Wow, that really is. (laughs) damn boy damn boy (laughs) (laughs) um yeah okay so that's a fair point let's go let's go back to here so so everything else though you could easily so everything with its own name you could easily have a macbook for when you're out and about an imac for at home a mac pro for at work or whatever and then Mac Mini could be like, you know, the PC for your kids to play on or whatever else. Okay, iPad. Yeah, so they're all iPads here, so you only need one iPad. But that's your that's your couch surfer, you know? That's your second screen when you're doing something else, right? Apple Pencil, okay, keyboards. And that goes and with that.
1: That, that. No, that's actually not a problem because they all fit within. They're they're all iPads. Exactly. So it doesn't matter that there's a bunch of them. They're all iPads. That's
0: right. You don't need more than one. You only need one iPad because they all serve yeah. the same function. And that's where that's where I think our speculation about the iFold has some issues. Falls yeah. apart because yeah. even though there's an iPad Mini and a gigantic iPad Pro, which is like you know, the difference in size between these devices. I mean, we're talking the difference between a Kindle and like, I remember the first time I got on a plane and saw someone like reading the news on an iPad Pro, like they might as well have had a freaking like newspaper in their seat <laughs> yeah. with them. Like it's, it's gigantic. And, but even though there's such a size difference, functionally, they are basically the same. And that's where the iFold falls into this really weird territory where when it's folded out, it is functionally an iPad and when it's folded down, it is functionally an iPhone, and so it almost steps on both. This is this is a bit of
1: this is a bit of a, a side thing, but there is also um, AirPod and Beats. Yeah, it's a bit of a side thing, but it is it is uh, holy. Sorry, it is a bit of a departure from their like single brand things.
0: That is true, especially now with the AirPods Max, Um, like before when AirPods was more like your in-ears. And I actually I I, I didn't even talk about this in my video, but I hate the branding for the AirPods Max. It makes no sense to me. AirPods are called AirPods because they're ear pods that go over the air. Yeah. And AirPods Pros are AirPods that are better. AirPods Max are not AirPods. They're over-the-ear headphones. They are nothing to do with earpods. And I, I, I get that Apple is. I mean, it's their word. They can, they can decide it means whatever they yeah. want. That's their right. But it, it, it just... It's just. So weird. Yeah, it doesn't roll across the tongue naturally. Like, and it kind of breaks their own naming scheme. Like, you look at iPhone and iPhone Pro. They're both fundamentally the same thing, but one's like a bit more better. Whereas. And then iPhone Pro Max is like the a bit more better one, but like bigger. And so I get from like a functionality standpoint, if what makes it pro is active noise cancellation, then. Sure. Yeah. Then wait, should it be? Wait, should they be AirPods Pro Max then? They sure as heck shouldn't be AirPods Max so the, 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 both the physical design and the functionality like it just ah it doesn't really work but i mean Apple like to,
1: to temporarily move away from the branding comment yeah. like what, what we were talking about earlier like if we go into this music section and we're talking about individually named things having uh a home pod and having mm. uh one of the airpods even if you got the airpods or AirPods Pro and an AirPods Max. I could even understand that maybe. Totally. Oh, um,
0: I can 100% understand that. There's a very different the,
1: use case for the, those they're, two. There are very different things, yeah. yeah. But, but the whole Beats section is weird. So there is at least one, it's not the same, but there's at least one, at least somewhat breakout from the standard.
0: Do you think that Beats just goes away eventually? I think so, personally.
1: I mean, they're not like the fact that they have all these different types of beats. They even have the like full uh, over the head band, all that kind of stuff. They have a whole bunch of different types of smaller ones, blah, 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 blah. But they're all tucked away in the beat section, which is on the far right, kind of on its own. And then all the AirPods have their own buttons. Like, yeah, they're, they're clearly not giving it as much attention as the other sections
0: it was honestly really strange to me i do wonder like what the what the patents were that apple were after maybe or or something like it was it was very baffling to me that apple i think the king of building branding
1: bought what it was essentially a brand i think it wanted to just i think beats had a lot of the mental market share that apple usually wants so did they buy it to kill it to kill it or just to take that mental market share because i think that type of market share that they had which was like who cares about the cost i need this product because everyone else has this product yeah which is often the 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 angle that i feel like the apple marketing kind of goes with very similar East demo absolutely had that it,
0: they owned it completely owned absolutely.
1: it absolutely so i think i think apple was like this is the easiest we we buy them and then we own that and, and we, if we want to, like, work on our branding and make it better, sure, but we keep it there so that we own that. And
0: we slow boil this frog where eventually yeah. Beats is not the cool, sexy headphones to wear and Apple headphones are the cool, sexy headphones to wear. And you think and about it from, from like an Apple perspective, what what did they pay, a billion dollars? Like
1: Yeah, so like whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, to... To dr Dre, that's a lot of like money Dre's,
1: Dre's stoked yeah and like i'm sure other people that were invested in that are stoked yeah but apple's say so they, they got their market billion
0: dollars percent. like what yeah whatever. one fell swoop and yeah. they got their whole thing so that's uh that's that's an interesting sort of take on it we haven't actually gone through a lot of the other uh points that are in the doc about the foldable iphone rumor Right. So it's said to be a dual screen model, which is likely the same dual display prototype rumored by John Prosser in June 2020. So it'd be kind of like the Surface Duo, two individual screens with a hinge in the middle, but when flat, the display would look seamless. Uh, The second prototype to have undergone testing is reportedly a clamshell foldable, much like the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip or Moto Razr. Reports claim that the clamshell model is set to use a flexible Samsung OLED display. Uh, previous reports have also said Apple ordered a large number of Samsung foldable mobile phone display samples for testing purposes earlier in 2020. Um I I love I love the Z Fold 2 or Galaxy Fold Z2, whatever they call this stupid thing. Why didn't
1: they just call it the Fold 2? I think it's we Galaxy Z Fold 2. Uh back when we actually did WAN shows from the office, uh, we were talking for a while there, a few shows in a row about how we thought folding phones were going to be the future. We just weren't there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Apple kind of makes things the now very often. Oh yeah. Um, So they, they could absolutely do it.
0: When Apple does it, it's mainstream. It's that simple. Uh, it's unclear if the two devices, um, to have been tested had different hinge systems. They are purported to be shells with very limited internals rather than like fully working devices. And the main purpose of the testing was to assess the durability of the Apple hinge, and now the testing has concluded. Apple is expected to evaluate which of the two foldable models to proceed with and only one will be carried forwards into development. Okay, so there you go. That answers our question. We could have just read the doc. I actually still enjoy that kind of speculation anyway. It's just kind of fun because the reality yeah. of it is, you know, just because Apple has a working uh, folding hinge or whatever doesn't even mean that we will see it next September. It could be the September after. It could be the one after that. They, what they do well is they wait. They wait. So, no, Apple's not going to be the first to do an under-display camera, for example. In fact, that already exists. There's a short-circuit video of me unboxing an under-display camera phone. But Apple's going to wait till it's good. The one that I unboxed? Not great. (laughs) It's like, it works. It works, and it's, like, it's incredible. Like, it's cool. It's cool as heck. But it's not... Apple polished. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh Apple's filed for a large number of patents. Blah blah blah. Late 2022 or 2023 at the earliest says uh predicts UDN. And uh in other news, the artificial sun rises in the east. Okay,
1: what is this? It's superconducting fusion device. If I remember correctly, it ran for yeah, it ran for 20 seconds. Um which is actually kind of crazy um ion temperature of over a hundred million degrees wow (laughs) oh my goodness um their 2019 operation ran for eight seconds their 2018 operation ran for 1.5 seconds um that's that's wild the k star is one of the most advanced tokamak I hope I'm saying that right. Style reactors in the world. These devices use powerful magnetic fields to shape superheated plasma into a torus ring shape. Uh, The team says an improved internal transport barrier or ITB performance was the key to this most recent improvement. So, yeah, something ran uh, with an ion temperature of under 100 million degrees for 20 freaking seconds. And they're hoping to improve stability. Uh, to 300 seconds of continuous
0: operation by 2025.
1: But you can see they they seem to do kind of yearly testing, so we'll probably see steps along the way towards that 300-second goal as we move forward over the years. So there's one small problem with current fusion reactors.
0: Remember, the idea behind a fusion reactor is that it's supposed to be used to generate electricity. Um, And uh, currently, they actually consume more energy than they produce. Um, the, the, the current record holder is actually uh, the joint European Taurus, which can produce 16 megawatts of power from 24 megawatts of input power. So, you know, not exactly a perpetual motion machine just yet, but, um, <laughs> hey, any progress, any progress in fusion power is, uh, you might say,
1: bright point for humanity (laughs) but yeah it's it's i don't know it's 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 not generating power right now it can only run for 20 freaking seconds stuff like that but we'll get there um and it's very very cool to see development in that direction um oh i've been
0: asked for an update on tyler so we are setting a time do we have a time set for the stream
1: next friday i think
0: yeah so it's tentatively set for next friday after when show i think we're still finalizing what game we're going to be playing um, yes i
1: have some some input on that which might be helpful okay by the way.
0: uh his family has uh created a gofundme to help with some of the costs associated with uh bringing him back to alberta actually is where most of his family is located um as well as some of the other costs associated with people passing away and i just wanted to say you know thank you to our community for for the most part being just incredibly um just i don't just yeah. great uh yeah, yeah just like you guys have said so much about you know what his he was behind the scenes a lot but i've seen so many stories from people about just like you know the 10 second interaction they had with him at LTX or um, just how much they appreciated what he did even though he you know didn't get to be the face of of the content or or whatever else um, we're gonna have some time during the stream for people to talk about their experiences working with him you know not everyone has said they're comfortable sharing it themselves so I might read out some people's messages I want to talk about some of my experience working with him he was just such a, just such a creative he's just such a creative person. Um, yeah, we're, we're all going to miss him. And, uh, so the, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: I'm going to, I think I'm going to save most of my stuff for, for that stream. But, um, I I think Jake actually said it really well on Twitter. Um, an extremely genuine person. That was a, that was a big thing with Tyler too. Um, yeah, Tyler is real if you want to see if you want to see something it wasn't like necessarily received super well at the time but if you want to see something that him and i worked on that i cherish a lot personally um look on Tech Tips channel the uh i think it was called the future of offline gaming it's actually a pretty cool video um and him and i worked on that a lot together and he's in it a fair amount uh mostly in in b-roll stuff but Yep. So uh, uh, next next week, tentatively
0: after WAN show is when we're we're gonna do it. And uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, thank you, thank you for asking. Um, it's not that we've forgotten or anything. It's just that it's it's kind of complicated to put together. You know, we want to make sure that we're giving our staff an opportunity to to talk and an opportunity to to sort of share with you guys about him. We want to make sure that we're working with the family in a way that's, you know, respectful of their needs and their privacy and, you know, not rushing anything and also trying to, trying to get you guys closure as soon as we can. So it's just, it's a lot of moving parts. Um, big shout out to Yvonne for doing a lot of the coordination with between our staff and his family and everything. She's, um, got a lot on her plate right now with like accounting year, and she's actually like right next to me, uh, with a gigantic spreadsheet open right now, but she's uh, she and Tyler were actually like friends aside from just being colleagues. So um, yeah, she's she's put a lot into it. Um, in other news, we have a major hedge fund that has advised Intel to outsource their CPU manufacturing. And can I just take a moment before we go through this to say... This is why I have never been willing to take any investment in Linus Media Group. And this story is exactly why yeah. I am so yeah,
1: that makes a lot of sense.
0: yeah, why I'm so glad to really to not have any kind of external investment. I'm not saying Intel doesn't need to change things. Intel absolutely needs to make changes. But to have people come in And think that just because they have a lot of money to buy my shares or invest in my company or whatever the case may be, means that they have the requisite knowledge to tell me how to spend it is just, I find it offensive. And, you know, maybe there's even some kernels of truth in here. Like I said, haven't read through it yet. But just the idea of someone coming in and telling me, you know, no, we can't pay that person that much or... You know, instead of investing in uh, creator warehouse and merch, you need to invest in doing, you know, more uh, more fully sponsored videos for brands that um, force you to say things that you don't believe in, you know, because I can tell you guys, if I wanted to make a lot more money, there are a ton of brand deals that I could do
1: that pay really well just really slimy but and they are, reduce your principles in the the core idea of your operation
0: but are just gross like there's some categories that we haven't and will never touch and it's not for it's not for lack of sometimes bidding wars to get us to you know whether it's uh, you know i'm not going to name anyone it's just not it's just not constructive but we just we won't do it <laughs> So hedge fund Third Point has taken a $1 billion stake in Intel, that's with a B, and has called the chip maker to consider shedding its manufacturing operations. Their CEO wrote Intel a letter with a number of demands for Intel chairman Omar Ishak. This is great. Uh, This is in quotes. We cannot fathom how the boards who presided over Intel's decline could have permitted management to fritter away the company's leading market position, Loeb wrote to Intel chairman Omar Ishak.
1: Anything more? I completely agree. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fair point.
0: Stakeholders will no longer tolerate such apparent abdications of duty. Ooh. Ooh. Can I can I just take a moment and say, uh, Daniel, dude, kind of a douche. Um, yeah. just, can I just... Like, who talks like that? Like, yeah. what is yeah. wrong with you? Okay, hold on. It goes on, though. The loss of manufacturing leadership and other missteps have allowed several semiconductor competitors to leverage TSMC's and Samsung's process technology prowess and gain significant market share at Intel's expense, Loeb wrote. Uh huh. Um, yep. So here's the thing. Everything that Mr. Expert Daniel Loeb wrote in this letter is something that like he could have known, like watching a video on Gamers Nexus. You know, yeah. like it's not not even yeah. Gamer's Nexus. No, no, never mind. You don't have to watch Steve. You don't have to sit through Steve's boring droning on forever <laughs> in boring. order to get this kind it's of information. Drone. It's not boring. To get this kind of information. Oh, speaking of not boring Steve, okay? My goodness, this is this is a thing, okay? The dis they outdid themselves. They outdid themselves on the disappointment twenty twenty build. Uh hold on a second. I posted a community post about it earlier, cause like it's unreal, you know. Their disappointment PC series does not get enough credit. It's only got like two hundred and thirty thousand views, but the like dislike ratio tells you everything you need to know about this video. Check 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 yeah. this out. Okay, hold on a second. I, I okay, they did like a whole thing. Look at this. Do, do you see th- this is custom? These are CPUs. Those were like RTX Shroud inspired things. Like well, this goes on. For literally minutes of like Steve building like a ghost PC that like it's actually it's all it's all paper and it all turns to paper and he's in this weird mirror room full of graphics cards. Look, don't miss it. Go watch it. Even if you don't watch the rest of the video, I don't care. I don't blame you. You know, he talks forever, but you got to watch the intro because it is actually like PC enthusiast art that is the best way to describe it you need to go watch it so anyway uh i'm trying to think of something more mainstream like like you know gizmodo okay like what uh uh what's what's his name daniel daniel reads an article on gizmodo and like suddenly he's an expert on like you know like
1: if he scrolled his phone on reddit technology for like an hour one morning he would have been able to write this strongly worded letter um, okay. So I don't disagree with them. It's just, it's not necessarily a, a highbrow take.
0: Um, so in the past year, in fairness, in the past year, Intel has lost what $60 billion in, in market market value. Um, Brutal. the hedge fund said it was particularly concerned at the loss of talented Intel saying the company had lost many of its best chip designers while the ones that remained are becoming increasingly demoralized. This is actually something that I have heard through the grapevine about what's going on at Intel. Um, and I mean, it's not like we didn't see that complacency five, six years ago. We watched it happen. We watched them go from, hey, we need to push. Oh, yeah. We need to push the limits to, hey, we need to, I don't know, not really bother because we need to we need to we need to cut costs so we can just make more money because we don't have any freaking competition. So that's that's a good that's a good point. Um, It should be noted that even if Intel was to outsource their chips, they don't need to be completely fabless like AMD does. Uh, Almost a quarter of Intel's wafers are currently being outsourced, so they could potentially leverage TSMC to restore the competitiveness of their chips while still making lower-tier processors in-house. But honestly, I don't think that's going to fly, and I think we already kind of know uh tsmc's take on that if i recall correctly they actually did comment on it publicly although it might actually it might have been industry scuttle but either way it sounds credible enough i think they basically said look intel is a fab company we're not going to build out capacity to serve their needs knowing that this is not a long-term partnership in the way that amd or nvidia would be you know so too bad Intel, yeah. you like making CPUs, then make CPUs. You don't like making CPUs, stop making CPUs. I think if I'm TSMC, I'm kind of all or nothing because I've got customers coming out my butt at this point. You know, Apple, AMD, NVIDIA to name a few. I mean, NVIDIA went, went Samsung this time around, but it's not like they're never going to work with TSMC again. I'd be shocked. So Intel responded. This was great. Intel welcomes input from all investors regarding enhanced shareholder value. In that spirit, we look forward to engaging the third point on their ideas towards that goal. It's just like it's just like these are not ideas saying, you know, hey, you need to you need to keep shrinking CPUs. Do you honestly think there's no one at Intel who knows that? Like, yes, they made some mistakes, but the mistakes that they made, and this, I don't know if this is a a fundamental misunderstanding of like how CPU design and manufacturing works. If Intel doesn't have a competitive product today, that means they made a mistake six years ago. Like they, they, they know they are in deep hot water right now. There is no way that they're not trying to fix these problems. So coming in, buying a big stake in the company and being like, you guys should make CPUs with like less nanometers. We heard nanometers are bad, so you need you need as few nanometers as possible. It just I don't know, it's just kind of silly to me. So I guess third point's never going to invest in my business now that I was rude to um, Mr. Loeb, but that's okay because I don't want investment in my business, so I think it's fine. Um, people on the internet aren't convinced. <clears throat> uh, TLDR. Hedge fund wants to loot Intel, destroying its future competitiveness in exchange for massive payoff. Now, uh, yeah, that's not a bad take. Um, that
1: could make sense.
0: Here's another good take. Uh, Intel will ride its ship given a chance. Uh, why can't these parasites wait one to three years? <laughs> oh man!
1: Well, say that's that's yeah. that that is the take of this. Is why Linus doesn't want outside investment. Yeah. Uh,
0: Does gutting national tech competency and capacity just to avoid a short-term dip in profit sound like a good idea to anyone but a filthy capitalist? I added the word filthy. Uh, (laughs) These investors buying a billion dollars of Intel so they can tell Intel what to do. That's some serious cash. But based on today's market cap, that's about 0.5% of Intel that they control. So... Uh, unless they can persuade some other real investors, <laughs> there's no way this is going anywhere. Oops. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, it's not like I don't think Intel needs to change things. They absolutely do. I mean, one of the things that is so telling to me, okay, you look at companies that are that are just killing it right now in the semiconductor space. Um, AMD, CEO, what's uh, what's AMD CEO's background? Luke, can you recall off the top of your head?
1: it's 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 not business if i remember correctly yeah. i don't remember exactly what it is dr Lisa Su, an engineer an engineer yeah but i didn't remember of of exactly nvidia what nvidia
0: what background is what background does their ceo have again is it in finance is it does he no. have an mba
1: i don't believe so
0: engineer so to me it's just it's one of those things where it's like it's a it's a tough decision to make but i think that you need to put
1: electrical engineering for Dr. Sue.
0: You need to put engineers back in charge of Intel because business people are great at maximizing profits, but that's a short term thing. If you want great products, which is ultimately how you make a profit, then you need to put smart people who actually know how the products are built in charge. You need to put people who know what the products are for in charge. And. Well, good luck, Intel. I mean, I'm really, I, you know, I'm rooting for you because you see what happened. The second AMD didn't have a competitor, they increased the price of their entire lineup by 50 bucks. It's not like AMD's like the good guy. It's not, like they're, it's not like their reason for existing is to save you a buck. AMD is out to make money, just like Intel. Surprise, surprise. So we need both of them competitive. Now, with that said, I think Intel could stand to be humbled for a couple of years. That would be a good experience for them. I think they could stand to really lose some big market share.
1: And And, hopefully something that they would like define in their history as a reason to not do certain things in the future.
0: Exactly. Like something they are not going to freaking forget. But I, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can count on that. Uh, we should Oh, we should do sponsors. Oh my goodness. Okay, the show is brought to you today by O-Balls. Oh, that is not the right sponsor. And I'm in trouble. I used entirely the wrong folder to copy over my sponsor thingamaboobers. Uh-huh. So, Can you try to take a
1: topic while you nope, set that nope. up? Nope,
0: nope. I got this. So I'm just going to do that. The show is brought to you today by Redux. Redux is a PC builder striving to bring PC gaming to the masses. There is no price markup on the parts, just a $75 build fee. So you select your budget, pick your games you want to play, see how they perform, and then let them build your PC. Their online configurator allows you to customize what's going inside based on the games you want to play, and Redux gives you a two-year warranty on parts and labor. So why wait? Start your build at buildredux.com slash Linus. And, um... <clears throat> got a little secret for you ladies and gentlemen uh oh my it's digital storm so it's like oh. it's like good sh- oh. you know what yeah so like for realsies though these aren't just like some random like nobody pc builder it's like it's like good stuff so you want it you want to get you want to get in on that you want to get in on that uh okay uh, no no honey today uh we got uh oh, not that either oh, see sonic oh yeah see sonic Seasonic power supplies available with up to 80-plus titanium efficiency. That's like the highest level of 80-plus certification. Okay? We're talking efficiency level A, right? Okay? Efficiency level A. They got the lambda noise level A++. Okay? Noise output below 20 decibels during operation. Fluid dynamic fan. Band. Look. Look. I could talk all day about all the like individual features. The reality of it is, Seasonic is an actual power supply manufacturer who has actually been making power supplies for as long as I've been alive. They're really good at it. They build power supplies, not just for themselves, but for tons of like brands that you know that make good power supplies. Um, their own models are available with up to 12-year warranties, and you can check them out at seasonic.com or at the Amazon link in the video description. Always loved Seasonic stuff. Everything from their very high-end stuff all the way back to like, it was it was like, if you could get the Seasonic, like the OEM ones with just like the gray chassis, I'm talking like 10 years ago, um, you could get them for just like 8 to $12 more than like the actual, sorry, who the F is this, uh, power supplies. And I would just always be like, look, please, to, to clients. You, yeah, definitely. Please spend the extra little bit. Get a Seasonic because I don't want you coming back here with a broken system. Mm-hmm. Finally, the show is brought to you by. Nope, not that. Kernel Care. I'm supposed to play the accompanying video while I do the read. Rahm. There it is. Kernel Care Plus detects all vulnerable shared libraries in memory and automatically applies live security updates without requiring service restarts or server reboots. The installation process of Kernel Care Plus is easy. Plus, you can set it up on multiple servers at a time. After the installation, the software will automatically check for new patches every four hours, saving you the time and trouble of manually checking. And other than the initial installation of the kernel care agent, you don't need to do anything else. The agent can either talk with a dedicated KernelCare Plus patch server or an on-premises one inside your infrastructure, and KernelCare is available for almost uh, for all major Linux distributions. Learn more and try KernelCare Plus for seven days on all your servers at the link in the video description. I think that the video is a little bit on the longer side than the speed of my read today, but um, <laughs> hey, see you later. <laughs> good, good, good try. All right. Uh, oh, we're still hiring. Linus Media Group.com. Uh, we've got a couple of positions available right now. I have an interview tomorrow, actually. Speaking of uh hiring for positions, do you want to hear? Do you wanna hear who it's with? Yes. One Madison. Oh no way. I you know what? <laughs> the reality of it is that if you guys thought Madison was super annoying and you think you can do a better job than her, then go ahead and try and apply for this one because uh I think this is the third interview now. So she's she uh, she's doing pretty good. And if you want Madison to be our, our social media
1: coordinator, then uh then you don't know, apply. Then don't apply. Uh we're also okay, I guess the position is for social media coordinators. So if you want her to get the job, maybe Talk about it on social media. Yeah. Full-time logistics coordinator. We're hiring one of those. Full-time
0: bookkeeper or accountant. We know that that is an extremely broad posting, but the reality of it is we right. want someone good and whatever that looks like, we uh, we want it. Uh, we're also looking for a junior account manager. So this is like sales. Um, we're looking for full-time video editor and camera operator. How many people are we hiring right now? Full-time junior design and manufacturing <laughs> engineer for Creator Warehouse. Retail product and inventory manager for Creator Warehouse. Holy crap. We're going to have like 40 people working here before I actually blink again. That is nuts.
1: That I is don't f- think
0: you're counting Floatplane, are you? So. Freaking nuts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys aren't in office. I'm talking like the people that will actually oh, be yeah. under the roof on a daily basis. That I'm—we're gonna need name tags, Luke. We're gonna need name tags. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to remember all these people?
1: You know me. Yeah, yeah. Where are you gonna put them all?
0: Ooh, it's
1: tough. And like, where where do you like? If you need another place, like if 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 you keep hiring at this rate, by the end of next year then where are you going to put the ball? year after that, then where are you going to put the ball? Like, I I don't know.
0: Luke. Difficult, man. I, uh, I've grown uncomfortable with how fast the company is growing to be perfectly honest with you. It's really weird for me. Um, like I never intended for this. This was not what I wanted. Um, yeah, this was not, this was not what I wanted. Uh, what else did we... Oh, you know what? We got to pay for it somehow. We're selling water bottles on Amazon now. There's only a limited number of them there because long story short, Amazon only lets you ship a limited number of uh, units when you're not like an established seller already. So they have no idea how rabid the LMG fan base is. But if you want to order an LTT water bottle in the US or Canada... And you want to have prime shipping. This is the way to do it. Uh, We know that shipping is one of the things that is a a source of friction for buyers on LTTstore.com. And wait, is there a bird emoji on floatplane? Every time your bird goes on camera, there's an explosion on floatplane. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. And float... Oh, I'm scrolling up in the chat.
1: I think that's like an outside... uh... that is that is technically supported by our our chat i think that's what people are just okay stop stop the spam
0: and floatplane chat is loving the idea of madison as a social media coordinator i mean it's such a zoomer job too like one of the first assignments is going to be okay we need a presence on tiktok figure out tiktok please because i have no idea what's going on (laughs) Like
1: figure uh, out this this weird
0: platform. Yes, please, Solve. please explain. Okay, so we got the singing and the dancing and the, and they're not too long, but like they're longer than vines. And we got, and popular people are over there. And but like no one's making any money on it. But they're 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 there anyway. But then also they're wait no they are making money on it. And they're wait they, sorry what is this? Why are we singing again? Like I just I can't. I can't, so I need Madison to come in and explain it to me, and we'll or someone, yeah, or someone or someone. So that's the that's that's what we're working on. That's what we're working on. Uh, what else is there to talk about today? Oh yes, Apple uh, apparently knowingly relied on child labor for three years. This was posted by Business Insider, uh, Washington Post, and. Uh, hold on, stupid, stupid thing. And the inf- at the information. Oh, actually, I'm not familiar with that site. So in 2013, they apparently learned that Suyin Electronics was hiring underage workers as young as 14. When they discovered this, it took them three years to fully remove Suyin from their supply chain. Uh, Suyin was responsible for creating IO ports for the MacBook Pro. Ten former members of Apple's supplier responsibility team said this wasn't an isolated incident and that Apple had refused to cut ties with suppliers who had repeatedly violated labor laws when it would have cut into their profits or caused product delays or shortages.
1: Now, for... as, as far as my understanding goes, this is we, we've been talking about a few things that like might be new things for Apple this show. I don't think this would be a new thing for Apple.
0: For instance, Apple also refused to cut ties with Beale Crystal, a supplier of iPhone screens despite a consistently poor workplace safety record. Um, Beal's executive explicitly admitted that improving its safety wasn't worth it because doing so had actually led to less business from Apple. Apple was not willing to cut Beal from the supply chain because then they wouldn't have financial leverage against their remaining phone screen provider, Lens Technology. Oh, and according to the Washington Post, Lens Technology is relying on forced labor in camps in China. Brilliant. It appears that at least five companies in Apple's supply chain are linked to forced labor in the Xinjiang region. This is allegedly... So, yeah, that's pretty lame. Um, It's one thing to not know about it. It's a separate thing to know about it. Um, Both are bad, but there's degrees of bad. Um, Finally, the last thing that I wanted to talk about today. Shroud apparently watches LTT videos on stream, like, all the time. So the one that I became aware of was this video right here uploaded by Game Recap. So none of these are actually uploaded by Shroud. Um, and it's Shroud reacts to Ryzen 5000 series benchmarks by Linus Tech Tips and Hardware Unbox that has 180,000 views. Look at this one. This one I'm seeing for the first time. Shroud reacts to RTX 3090 8K gaming with half a million freaking views. So this was a really new experience for me because I kind of got to watch an LTT video through the lens of, um, well, like through the lens of someone else. Another
1: prominent creator, yeah. Yeah,
0: like whenever I watch an LTT video, I I know the spoilers, like I know what's coming. I never make myself. Well, I shouldn't say never. Occasionally, I make myself laugh with a with a joke or an on screen or my on screen antics or whatever, but watching someone actually, like, sit and enjoy it for the first time and, like, laugh at our silly little eulogy for the Core I-9's supremacy in gaming and, like, uh, you know, the offhand quips with Anthony and, like... You know, for me, when I, when I react to the graph that's on screen, obviously, I'm not seeing that graph for the first time, you know? Like, think about the video production process. So I'm I'm always kind of, like, faking it. Like, it's scripted. I'm like, what? I can't believe AMD just took the crown. Uh, but that's, like, that's choreographed so that we have a visual that comes on screen when I, when I say that. And it's, like, I've got, like, notes in there for myself. Like, typically, I will sit down with Anthony for anywhere from about 40 minutes to an hour and a half for something like a new CPU or new, new GPU launch. And we'll go through, like... How do we want to how do we want to tweak this how do we uh, you know cover it well without wasting time It was actually really nice feedback from Shroud he's like, yeah I'm gonna watch this video because I really like their benchmarks and I'm gonna watch the Linus video because um, you know it's just short and sweet it's kind of everything I need to know but you know always get a second opinion it's like, it's like really good consumer advice actually so you can watch them for gaming but you can also watch them for just like how to be a smart consumer in the modern age um, and it was just it was it was really fun, and it was actually far more engaging for me to watch the video this way than to watch it on my own. I I, I don't watch Twitch streams, and so this is a, a genre of Twitch stream that I just mostly completely ignored. Um, so anyway, let's let's continue to watch Shroud react to let's react to Shroud reacting to me. He actually doesn't do much. He's mostly just putting my video on screen and sitting there collecting Twitch ad money. Um, but hey, whatever. You know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, I messaged him. I was like, hey, thanks for uh, thanks for showing our video on stream. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't check with you about showing it. I assumed we'd be chill. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're chill. We're chill. <laughs> Feel free.
1: Like, ever, so many people on Twitch do this. Like, yeah. It's extreme. Common. Yeah, I just—it's just, it's just so something that I hadn't thought about. Okay. It's just extremely common.
0: I, honestly, I like it because it's a way. It's—it's it's like it's okay. So if you look at this and go, "Hey, Linus," couldn't help noticing that cost you half a million views on your RTX 3090 video. That cost you oh. half a million views worth of ad revenue. okay yeah so I guess it like cuts into the profitability of our business in that sense but this is not like college you know college basketball where it's like oh well you know you should just be happy for the exposure this is truly a type of exposure that, that broadens the appeal not just of our channel but of like access to making smart consumer decisions based on real numbers and providing context for it. Like it's important that people see these these gamers that they look up for shopping properly and, and yeah. learning about things before they just spend money.
1: And it has some of the same issues that like claiming that the uh, the amount of copies of a game that were pirated is exactly the same as the amount of revenue that was lost from selling that game like that's not true at all oh for sure Um, there's also likely going to be some some double views on there like i have personally watched a video before and then seen that same video reacted to by a certain twitch person show up in my feed and be like "Hmm, i wonder what they think usually with that one i just skip through it to the parts where i wonder what their opinion on something is so i don't i don't end up if it's like a 16 minute video i might watch like a minute and thirty seconds or something, but like it's it's that shouldn't count. I already watched the video on the main site. It's not like I'm taking a view away. I wouldn't have gone and watched it again. So yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I personally think it's a good form of promotion. I'm just saying I'm not. I wasn't necessarily saying that it should be automatically okay for all creators. It is probably a good idea to check in with people first, or at the very yeah. least, if that person lets you know, like, uh, not a fan, you should probably immediately stop. But
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm down, though. I'm down. He's super cool. I've really enjoyed working with him. Uh, yeah, that's totally. yet another casualty of 2020 is um, not being able to work with Shroud again this year. We had talked just kind of oh, loosely yeah. about we both expressed interest in working together again. And then, well, obviously, I'm not crossing a border. Obviously, he's not crossing a border. So yeah. just kind of a bummer. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. It's time for us to uh, do some super chats. Um, Only got time for a couple today. Aaron says, howdy from Texas. Uh, God bless you and your families. Y'all were the best thing about my 2020. Hey, thanks, Aaron. Also, sorry to hear that. Your 2020 must have absolutely blown chunks. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. We're we're pretty okay. We're pretty okay. Uh, But hey, thank you very, very much for the kind words. Uh, Tommy Gunn says, what'll happen to all the old Wanix servers after you uh, set up the liquid-based one? Well, I think old old Wanek might get the drives from new from Wanic two. so WANIC one might get the drives from Wanic 2, and then we'll see what um we'll see if they like still don't work because we thought it might be something to do with like AMD's PCI Express controller, and maybe if we put the Intel drives on an Intel controller, they'll work better, but then also those drives seem to be fundamentally flawed, so we're not really sure what's going on um. Steven says, any comment on Apple's hypocrisy with respect to child labor? No more than I would comment on Apple's hypocrisy with respect to
1: environmental impact. like Or just like everything else. There's also like something something that has been very frustrating. And I, I strongly appreciate the silence brand meme uh, that was going around for a while. And I hope it kind of comes back is like you see you see these these gigantic brands and gigantic gigantic companies getting behind like different social movements and trying to be like yeah Yeah. we're on your side and then simultaneously uh lobbying against people trying to stop them from using uh slave labor or child labor or various other things because they don't actually care and it is highly profitable for them to try to convince you that they're on your side, even though it's complete crap.
0: And uh, even if the like, you know, low paid peon that runs the Twitter account genuinely does care about these causes. Yeah, that doesn't mean that, the you know, the billionaire running it also cares. Yeah. So, yeah, the thing to remember is that brands are not singular entities. They are they are collections of people sort they're of not on your side. Yeah, sort of motivated by well, there are people within them that can be on your but side. The That's the a tough thing. brand
1: itself is not on your side. That's true. It's like it, it it's it's almost never the case. If if they're if they are genuinely on your side, which they might be It is very likely that way so that they can align with you in order for that to be part of their marketing, which could be very legitimate. And that could be a good brand to support because if they are actively acting on your side, even if it is a form of marketing, maybe that's something that you want to support and that could help improve things overall. And that's, that's, that's good. But you do have to understand that ultimately they are going to do it because it is also better for them.
0: Yes. Um uh, speaking of of uh brands that are on your side okay it could be
1: mutually beneficial
0: though. jordan says hey i love the northern lights desk pad from lttstore.com and all the different sizes i was wondering if there's any chance you can do a more subtle one like plain black with uh, like a white logo in the corner or something like that i believe we are working on a stealth pad the problem is that we have booked as much production as we possibly can at the factory uh for the next like two months and uh, it's all going to be constel- not Constellations. It's all going to be Northern lights because we, we can't even make enough of those. So yeah. <laughs> um, That's well. What else we got here?
1: Uh, people are asking for a Dell update. Uh,
0: yes. I have heard back from the insider. They're just waiting on um, some validation that I've asked for of their position at Dell and some of their claims I do intend to bring the Dell Insider onto the program. Yes. Cool. Uh, Michael says, Linus, do a workstation video and be nice to Dennis. I will be doing another workstation building stream soon because those video editing positions we're hiring, they're going to need stations, and I'm at the point now where I'm just not willing to issue workstations to people in the editing department that I didn't build personally because we've had a lot of problems with other ones in the past. So I will build them all personally with my own two hands and then someone will check them over for me after to make sure I did it okay. <laughs> Hashtag lie So that'll be coming. <laughs> Thanks, True Neighborhood Watch. Uh, okay, we'll do like a couple couple more. Uh, Greedo says, loving my LTT water bottle, but still waiting on the underwear to be in stock again. Hopefully 2021? Absolutely. So speaking of uh, deplorable... Uh, factory conditions. I, well, I don't know about deplorable, but they were not acceptable to us. Uh, that's why we haven't had underwear in stock for quite some time. But guess what? The shipment is about to land. We are going to have underwear in a new style. We're also doing a reprint of the old style ones in case people missed out on them because they were unexpectedly discontinued when we found out what was going on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We're gonna, we're gonna do another underwear shoot. So, man. <laughs>
1: Is the uh, is the new style just like the print, or um, is it like new fabrics and stuff?
0: Oh, I'm wearing one of them right now. Hold on. So this is uh, this is an early unit. Just a sec.
1: Hold on. Just let me let me get all adjusted
0: here. Okay. Hold on. Just got it. Ah, uh, there we go. So what if this, this is allowed on Twitch. <laughs> I have no idea. Hold on a second. I got it. Ah, oh. oh, I can't. I can't get up. You know. Hold on. I got it. Just got it. Ah. Uh. I mean, I'm not showing any skin. So there you go. It's like a purple, kind of like cool, matrixy yeah. kind of design. And the waistband doesn't have Linus tech tips on it anymore. It's just like a super subtle <laughs> oh, I can't show it to you. There you go. It's like a super subtle rubberized LTT. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. there we go. Sorry about that. can I just can I just take a moment to um, uh, to cry? About uh, the cruelty of one Mr. Nick Light?: Oh my can you Why? can you imagine what kind of monster it would take, okay, to launch an underwear product immediately after the holidays, requiring me to do a shoot in my underwear right after Christmas. <laughs> okay? Because that's not that's not fair. That's not funny. That's just mean. Okay,
1: so yeah, a little bit, a little bit.
0: Go f- yourself, Nick.
1: Um, but the, okay, so uh, but are the are the materials and stuff the same? Like, is it so is it just new print, or you
0: will not be able to tell the difference? Okay, yeah, we almost screwed up the sizing, even though the material was really good. But it is, I think, we made them ever so slightly either longer or shorter based on some really good feedback that we got. But in terms of the quality and the type of the material, it is basically identical. Awesome. Cool. That's exciting. And it took us a long time because that was what was good about the factory we were using. The quality of the product was really good. Too bad it was just unacceptable to use them. So we had to find someone that could, you know, produce just as good a product, but, you know, not under crappy conditions. Um. All right. I think that's pretty much it for the WAN show today. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you again next week. Same bad time. Same bad time, excuse me. Same bad channel. We were super late today. It's a very bad time.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: Oh, Nick. Nick, uh, hold on. Nick just messaged. He says, <clears throat> and I quote, F- you. Lol. <laughs> Yeah, right back at you bud right back at you and you know what you know what because I'm the one who's live I get the last word F- you twice. That's right. All right show's over ladies and gentlemen Oh for those who don't know Nick is Nick is Nick manages Creator Warehouse our merch mistress. Sorry if you needed some context for that. All right roll that outro Can I just say how much I love my bleep button because it's so much fun. It makes me so happy every time I use it. Oh man. And, and...